This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome into a new episode of the Storm Center Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Everhart. It is officially D3 week. Uh, happy D3 week to everyone. All the athletes out here, we appreciate you. We're going to do just a regular episode. It's going to be shorter than what we've been doing over the past couple weeks. We're going to have our weekly rundown. Then Ben and I are going to go over softball against Hiram this past Sunday. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Hit it. Softball traveled to Anderson on Wednesday and beat the Ravens 8-0 and then 9-0 in five innings. They then hosted Hiram on Sunday and won 8-0 in five innings and 13-2 in five innings. They will host Ohio Northern on Sunday, but before that, they will travel down to Albion for Saturday. And congratulations to Adrian Rosie on earning MIAA Pitcher of the Week. Women's track and field was in the Hilltopper Relays and WashU Distance Carnival over the weekend. They will be in the Huntsman Family Invitational on Saturday. Congrats to Haley Livingston on earning MIAA Track Athlete of the Week and Valerie O'Bear on earning MIAA Field Athlete of the Week. Acrobatics and Tumbling lost to Adrian 227.120 to 233.545 on Saturday. They will host Concordia, Wisconsin on Sunday. Women's golf plays fourth in the Trine Spring Classic on Saturday. They will be in the Trine Albion Cup on Monday. Women's tennis beat Adrian 6-3 on Saturday and then beat Alma 7-2 on Sunday. They will be at St. Mary's on Tuesday and then host Albion on Saturday. Women's lacrosse will host Calvin on Saturday. Figure skating finished sixth at the U.S. Figure Skating Intercollegiate Nationals over the weekend. Baseball lost 12-11 at Ohio Northern on Tuesday. They then beat Olivet on Saturday 3-0 and 13-3 in seven innings. They then completed the sweep on Sunday, winning 4-2 over the Comets. They will be at Adrian on Tuesday and then host Kalamazoo on Saturday before traveling to Kalamazoo on Sunday. Men's Volleyball beat Olivet 3-0 on Wednesday. They then beat Bolton Wallace 3-0 on Saturday. They then lost to Mountain Union 3-2 on on Sunday. They will be in the NCVL tournament this weekend, starting out against Fontbonne on Friday. Men's Lacrosse beat Anderson 13-3 on Saturday. They will host Alma on on Saturday, this Saturday. Men's Tennis lost 6-3 to Kalamazoo on Thursday. They then beat Adrian 8-1 on Saturday. Then on Sunday, they swept Alma 9-0. They will host Albion on Saturday. Men's Track and Field was in the Hilltopper Relays and WashU Distance Carnival over the weekend. They will be in the Huntsman Family Invitational on Saturday. All right, softball, finally back at Trine. We were, uh, Ben and I had the pleasure of calling both games on Sunday against Hiram Interesting uh, ways to start out uh, your home season. I mean, interesting, but definitely the right way to start. Absolutely. Start a home season, back-to-back Mercy Rule dubs. Uh, so that makes it three straight Mercy Rule wins for the for the, uh, for those ladies. Um, I don't know. It, it was they, – they were fun to watch, 
But with just how much we were scoring, it just I was like, man, this is just dragging on forever. Like we just keep scoring and they just can't stop us. Like what is going on here? Yeah, especially in that second game is where yeah. it really got daunting. Uh, in the first game, Ellie Trine and Taylor Murdoch and Mercedes Darty all had doubles. Ellie Trine with two RBIs, Mercedes Darty with an RBI, Ashley Swart out with two, April Sellers with one in her own. And just uh, Adrian Rosie is really the big um, character we have to talk about in the first oh, game. Oh, my goodness. She had – I mean, see, the thing is, like, it's an impressive stat line. But, like, that's how her stats look every time she's in the circle. Oh, yeah. And she's racking up strikeouts. Um, but shout out Mercedes Darty. Her RBI was the walk-off. Yes, that sir. Was, that was what put Tryon uh, up in the uh, in the fifth inning to Mercy Rule Hiram for the first game. Um, so that was pretty cool. But, yeah, I mean, Adrian Rosie just. By the way, probably Mercedes probably saying it should. I should have two RBIs because yeah, it should have been double. RBI. Really yeah. did run score two, but they only count the first one. Since, yeah, like once once the first one scored, the game is effectively yeah. over because that was the mercy rule. But Mercedes, so, just know in our in our hearts, we know. Yeah, in our hearts and in our minds, you had two RBIs, and the score was actually nine to zero, even though the stats only say it was eight to zero. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Adrian Rosie, uh, complete game shutout. Which I mean, it seems kind of. Funny to call it a complete game shutout because she only pitched five innings. Right, she only had to pitch five innings. Only had two hits. Give up two hit, hit, give up two hits and had eight strikeouts. Two of those strikeouts were looking. The rest she got them swinging. Um, I mean, she just had everything working uh, in the circle. She faced seventeen batters and just, I mean, great game all around from from her. Um, Earned her MIAA player of the pitcher of the week as it should have, as it should have. Yeah, there was no question from us. We were like. That's that's a that's a really good performance right there. We yeah. we were we would have been surprised. Yeah, I just did the math right here. So she threw ninety one pitches in five innings. Sixty eight of those were strikes. So that's almost seventy five percent of all of her pitches for that game were strikes. That's seventy four point seven percent of all of her pitches were strikes. So uh, that's a pretty impressive stat line. And I mean, Hiram was by no means a bad team either. I mean, they've played some pretty tough competition. Um, I think they opened their season against Mount St. Joe, who was ranked like 13th in the country and only yeah. lost by like one or two points. So they're they're a solid team. And, I mean, maybe it was a home field advantage. I don't know. But back-to-back Mercer Rule wins uh, on a doubleheader, it's a, it's a great way to spend your Sunday. We will say the one thing with Hiram is that their pitching – they didn't want to pitch to us at all. Like they walked the bases loaded like four or five times. Oh my goodness! Times. That first game, it kept happening. We Drew and I kept having deja vu in the booth because we kept having the bases loaded. They would walk the bases loaded, and then Ellie Trine would come up to bat. And I think three or four at bats were with the bases loaded. Yeah, in the first one, it couldn't happen because she's a leadoff. Yeah, she's a leadoff hitter. So, um, I mean, it was just. Like I said, they didn't look bad. Their their defense wasn't horrible, but yeah, like anytime the pitchers really brought something into the strike zone and consistently pitching the strike zone, it got. I mean, yeah, we saw that in game two where they were actually pitching to us, and, and we ended up scoring thirteen runs. So, but um, I don't know. It was a it was a fun game, fun two games to watch. I think. Uh, I mean, Hiram just looked a little bit out of sorts. I mean, but it's hard to pitch to a lineup like this because, I mean, all of these, all the girls from top to bottom of the lineup are very good hitters. Oh yeah, there's not there's not one person in the lineup where I'm like, you know, her. And it, there was yeah. two of them that 
don't have as much experience. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, obviously, you're starting in college. You're going to be able to hit. Yeah, especially for a program like Trine, who is one of the best, historically best programs in the country. Right. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it was, it was a fun one to watch. We got to see a lot of uh, a lot of people switch it out of the lineup, especially in that second game. <laughs> we, like, swapped out, like, the whole outfield. and Yeah, and in the first game, uh, their starting pitcher – yeah, I gotta find her name. Rodriguez started, got relieved, and then put right back in. <laughs> yeah, she got relieved and then came in in relief, and then in the second game she started at first and then ended up coming in to relieve again <laughs> in the second game. But I think in the second game she only had like I don't think she I don't know how many batters she faced. It wasn't that many. Right. I think she, she only had like one inning pitch. She did have that home run though. She did have that a one. massive home run. She lifted that thing way out right center. Took and that thing deep. That was like their only really good hit. I mean, obviously, it's the only time they really scored. I mean, let me think. Did they have? They had one in the first inning of the second game. Yeah, that's right. They. I mean, they had a few like decent, decent hits, but every time, I think the best they got. I think they may have had like one double on the afternoon. If, uh, um, yeah, in the second game, they had one double and a home run. So I mean, not not the best, but overall, I mean, so uh, first game, obviously, um, Adrian Rosie got the got the win. Yep. She was the only pitcher that pitched for trying. Did a great job. Um, and honestly, I think she could have just started again and pitched the second game too and been fine. But you don't need to. We have a great pitching staff. Yeah. Uh, shout out Lauren Clausen. She got her third win of the season, so she's three and zero now uh, on the season. She pitched four innings. By the way, they're both sophomores. Yeah. Well, all three of the pitchers that pitch are sophomores. Oh, yeah, and Coach is a sophomore. Because uh, our e, ace, Keppel, she's a junior. Yeah, it's a scary, scary pitching staff right Which now. Which it feels weird saying that Keppel's the ace when Rosie wins player pitcher of the week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could honestly say any of these girls on the pitching staff are the ace of the of the staff because, I mean, when they're, when they're like, in their zone, they find, like, their tempo and they hit their stride. I mean, you're not going to get very many hits off of any no, of them. No, not at all. And they're all just going to improve and get better, which we can say for most of the team. What we did, the math there was three seniors on trines. Yeah, yeah. And some of them, most of them have the option to come back if they wanted to. We don't know. Well, yeah. So there's there's three actual seniors, and then uh, Darty is a fifth year. Right. So we have Darty as a senior, and then Swartow, Murdoch, and Lexi Clark are the other seniors on the team. Everyone else... Mostly freshmen, sophomores, a few juniors sprinkled in there. Yep. But, I mean, this is such a young team. And I'm kind of upset that it's taken this long. It's been, what, 19 games? We've only had two home games? Yeah, I know. It's – well, these this game was supposed to happen two weeks ago. Yeah, and then it got postponed and yeah, postponed. Postponed again, then we had another game postponed. We had two games postponed this week that were yeah. – one of them was supposed to be at home. Yeah, we're supposed to have uh, Kalamazoo at home today when we're recording this. It would have been yesterday when this when the episode comes out. But we're supposed to have Kalamazoo doubleheader on April 5th. That one's postponed. And then tomorrow, Ohio Northern, that game also got postponed. So In which it's weird with the Kalamazoo game because if the Ohio Northern game, I would think if it would get postponed one more time, they might just say, you know, let's just not do it. Yeah. Because, but you have to play those conference games. Yeah. And I don't know where they're going to slot in that Kalamazoo game. Um 
I don't know if they would do something. Quadruple they would have header. to take a game out. They did this last year where three, two teams came to Trine. Yeah. And we There were three games that were played, one between each team. Yeah. Like a little like round robin. Yeah. Thing. So they might have to do that, but then again, you'd also have to take games off the schedule, which I don't know how willing they are to do that. See, the problem is now is that there's only two more. There's only two teams now on the on the schedule that aren't in the conferences. Ohio Northern, which we're supposed to play Sunday here at Trine, and then we play at Defiance uh, April 18th. And then other than that, it's all conference games from here on out. So um, it'll be interesting to see uh, how they organize that, especially because, I mean, when they reschedule this Kalamazoo game, it's most likely going to end up being like a back-to-back. Like you play a doubleheader one day, and then you go and play a doubleheader again the next day. Yeah, that's what we're afraid of. But it would be nice to get uh, some more uh, home there's, softball. There's a pretty solid gap between, well, by solid, I mean there's a three-day gap between St. Mary's and Calvin. Yeah. But you would have, all those are away games as well. So, I mean, it would be nice to have like maybe like an away game against St. Mary's, which isn't that far away from here. It's only like an hour and a half. And right. then uh, have Kalamazoo come here and then go back out to Calvin uh, like two days later, something like that. Or how about we just get a quadruple header one day, play four games? How about we just have everyone play around this area instead of having to travel so much? Yeah, how about we just, uh, how about the entire conference meets at Notre Dame University and we just play uh, all the games there? I'm down with that. (laughs) I'm down with that too. Notre Dame has a beautiful softball field. But I mean, that was top to bottom, man. This, This weekend was. I mean, there was definitely definitely some things that can be cleaned up. Uh, there was, uh, I think we had like one error on the on the weekend. It, oh yeah, we had one error. Uh, I think Scarlett Elliott just rushed herself a yeah. little bit. She had, she yeah, had the easy play, she, yeah, she had an easy play to first. I think she just rushed it. I think she didn't realize how much time she had. Yeah, she had a little bit of a bobble and she tried to just throw See, it way too hard. I don't hard. know if she, I don't know if she's aware of this, but her release time is so fast that she doesn't need to ever be in a rush to get the throw off. Her release time is like Yeah, we were talking about this off <laughs> off air. We were just like, "Oh my god, like how it's how quick so it quick, is. so quick." It's kind of like, you know, when you look at Steph Curry's shot and you're like, "There's yeah. no way it's that quick." Yeah, literally. And it's I like mean, there's no way he does everything mechanically right and still be that fast. Yeah, exactly. I mean, her throwing motion just it's so quick like I mean, we're watching her like during warmups for the second game, and then uh, between innings and stuff, when the when the pitchers are warming up, throwing to throwing to first from third. I'm like, man, she gets it off so quick. And you would think like, if she's throwing that fast, there's no way she can have enough power to get to first. But she does. She just whips it over there. And the accuracy. Yeah. Aside from the one air, but other than that, I don't think I've ever seen her miss a throw. But you know that'll happen. She's still young. Yeah, I mean, Shout out Skylar Warren who just smiled at me sky. walking past the podcast studio. <laughs> yeah, but Elliot's only a sophomore. She's already won player of the week this year already. So I think I don't I wouldn't think that that error is daunting over too much, but I don't know. I mean, there's different types of competitors. Ho- hopefully hopefully it isn't because it shouldn't, because right. she is a great player. Um same could be said for everyone on this team. Oh, I do got a bone to pick though. This 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 oh, bothered no. me. All right. This should just be a weekly segment. We should get a theme yeah. song for Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it was, I think it was during the second game. Um, Emerson Haney comes in to pinch run from first base, right? And the ball, I don't remember who was batting, sent it 
left, like down the third baseline, out to left field. And Emerson's fast, right? She rounds second. She rounds third. And I'm like, she's going to make it home. And oh, yeah, she got yeah. stopped at third. And I'm just like, look, no offense to Hiram. Ain't no way the left fielder is making a perfect throw over Emerson's head <laughs> to the catcher and then the catcher having enough time to catch the ball and get the tag down. And by the way, we saw Hiram. They had some throws that were on time. The tag just wasn't applied at yeah. home plate. So I think it clearly. Because there was one from, I think it was from right field where they threw a ball. Oh, yeah. it was when, it was when, uh, when Giselle came home. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. she slid yeah. right under it. Yeah, Giselle Riley comes home. The ball beat her home by a mile. Yeah. She, had, <laughs> she had no business being safe at home. <laughs> and she just managed to slide under the tag. Um I mean, shout out G. She was she was hustling, but yeah. I'm just saying she had absolutely no business being safe on that one. By the way, uh, speaking of tags, I talked with Amanda yesterday, and I asked her if she was all right after that third baseman smacked her so hard yes. on the tag. Yeah. yeah, and she was like, "Yeah, my ears were ringing there for a little bit, but yeah, I'm all right." And that one was what we could happened? hear that up in the booth. Yeah, and uh, I think it was uh, Emily Wheaton got took a ball straight to the dome. Oh, yeah, the, off the helmet, the, yeah, yeah, on the throw down. She was, she was stealing second, and the, the catcher throws it, like, you know, pops and throws it and just smokes her yeah. right in the head. And then she, like, stops and, like, looks around, realizes that the ball is rolling into center field and just takes <laughs> off her third. So that, that was one, too, because I didn't even realize, like, what happened. I was like, what, like, how did the ball end up not in the second baseman's glove? Right. And I was like, oh, it's because it, Smoked her in the head. <laughs> I forgot about that one. A little bell ringer right there. But I mean, I don't know. Jaskari Rodriguez, uh, Hiram's pitcher, she had some pretty nice stuff. She just couldn't find her spots. But yeah, um, I mean, she had a. Well, I actually, I, I talked. I talked to Emerson after the game, and I was like, uh, Rodriguez. I don't know. Like, it looked like a changeup to me from up in the booth, just from the from like the movement of the ball and how it slowed down. She's like, Oh no, that's just her normal pitch. That's just her base pitch. What? And I was like, so does she just like? Is it like a so, Clayton Kershaw yeah, situation? Yeah, I, I was like, does she only throw changeups? And she's like, no, I think that's a fastball. I think it just dies out before it gets to the plate. And I was like, wow, because like to me, it looked like the like it looked like it was intentional. I mean, it looked pretty nasty too from up in the yeah, like, that really thing did. that thing that dropped. Movement. Like it was. And maybe coming in hot, and then it would just die right before it got to the play. I was like, man. In which Coach D, he had an issue with an umpire because it and dropped was, yeah. in before home plate. <laughs> ump calls it a strike, and which I mean, it, it, the bounce it might have came across the knees. We don't know, yeah. but still, that's not a strike. I mean, and Coach D was like, "What? What are you doing? That's not yeah, a strike. It yeah. bounced right in." And then eventually, after the game, the umpire's like, "Yeah, I messed up on that one." Hey, so at least the um, the uh, at least Blue took. Uh, like he took, he was accountable on that yeah. one because Coach D was not a happy camper. Even though no. he was, even though his team was up like five zip, he was not happy whatsoever. He, he was, was like, "You've got to be kidding me! That's there's like, no way." But I mean, that's just the type of dude Coach D is. Love Coach D. Yeah, absolutely. He's our new Rob Hoffman. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that on Sunday. He was like, "Coach D's gonna be the new Rob Hoffman until basketball season next semester." Then Rob Hoffman will be Rob Hoffman. You know? Yeah. But I mean. Yeah, I think we didn't get to see quite everybody on the roster, I don't think. I think there were only like a few players who didn't get any action on Sunday, but for the most part we saw we saw most of the roster and uh I mean they look good. Right. We everyone, everyone played their role really well. Yeah, we even saw Lexi Clark come in for a pinch run there. Was wondering if she was gonna be because she was someone who was in and out of the lineup. You'd see her every now and then last yeah. year. Yeah. But overall, great start to the home season. 
Yeah, a great done. start to the home Hopefully season. we can get more home games. I, Dude, yeah. man, at this rate, we might just not get any more softball. It might just all get should postponed. We, should we build an indoor softball field? I'm so down. That would be <laughs> sick. That yeah. would be so awesome. Man. Just do it like the Marlins Stadium, the Astros. Do, yeah. Build the Astrodome out. And, yeah, build the Astrodome right behind the arc, uh, but make sure you make the ceiling neon green instead of white so you still lose the softball when it pops up in the air. <laughs> Just like how it happens at, <laughs> just yeah, that up. Just, <laughs> may, or maybe we should put the ceiling so low that the ball just gets like caught in the rafters. Yeah, we have yeah. catwalks yeah, up there. Exactly, <laughs> that are in fair territory. Yeah, man. But I mean, the weather was, it wasn't bad. Definitely was not ideal softball weather. I don't think. I. Yeah, it's one of those where I mean, you, you obviously have to tolerate it, but at the same time, you're like, this is terrible. I mean, the second game it got a little bit sunny. Today would have been yeah. the perfect day for a game. I can't believe that they postponed. It has to be an issue with. Yeah, we've. I've heard that there might be an issue on Kalamazoo's side. We don't know because I mean, to, I mean, the forecast for this week was looking pretty, pretty ugly. I mean, we're supposed to get yeah, rain it's, today. It's definitely cleared up, and instead it of is saying beautiful it's, outside right instead now, instead of saying it's gonna snow on Friday, it's gonna be a mixture, dude. So we're we keep upgrading. I hope it does not snow on Friday, just for like my own mental health. It I just. <laughs> I don't need any more snow, okay? It's it's April. It should not be snowing. Um, here, I pulled up the thing here. Um, let's see. Okay. Uh, so all that all that's here on the on the website is just a schedule change. Trent softball doubleheader versus Kalamazoo postponed. The softball game between Trent University and Kalamazoo College for Tuesday, April fifth, has been postponed. A makeup date and time are to be announced. The Thunder will not compete in a doubleheader on Saturday, April 9th at Albion College for their new. A- MIAA opener. So wait a minute, they're not. No, they their their opener for the MIAA will be at okay. Albion. So I was like, dude, I gotta change up the rundown again. But um, I mean, yeah, Rosie, the Schoolcraft Michigan product, just went off. Yeah, there's just no way around it. Rosie, congrats on MIAA Player of the Week. Um. Ben, is there anything else for softball? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, uh, well, I'm reading this right here. Uh, going into the bottom of the fourth, she had a perfect game going before giving up a hit. So she almost, she could have had a perfect game. I thought there was a hit early on. That's there? what I was thinking too, but according Maybe to... Maybe it was a... Was it considered an error? Because let me think. How did... What? Because it like dropped like right at first base. Maybe they did count as an error, but on the stat sheet it says that she has she gave up two hits. Right. Um. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, this would be against Anderson. Never mind. Oh, I, I misread. Okay, gotcha. Oh, but by the way, in this Anderson game, in her last outing before the uh, Hiram game, she had twelve strikeouts, <laughs> and she followed it up with eight with strikeouts. Eight, so yeah. twenty on the week. That's ridiculous. Twenty strikeouts in ten innings of softball. I almost said baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Well, I think that that will be it for this week. Um, next week, if there are any games, we'll talk about them. Yeah, hopefully there's some games. Hopefully we get to call some games. William Schultz and I are supposed to be on the call uh, tomorrow. But guess what? There's no freaking softball tomorrow. I almost so. think it's his fault all these games are getting postponed. Yeah, because every game that he's been on on the schedule is getting postponed. Because I did a game on Sunday. I'm clear. Exactly. You and I, we signed up for that game, and it was right on schedule. Yep. It's got to be Billy, man. What yeah. are you? It's the Billy, the Billy Goat Curse. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk with Bill. We're gonna talk with Will about that. 
We're going to have to tomorrow in class. I'm going to have to call him out in front of everybody. <laughs> in front of our entire media and society class. Yeah. And Which Andy Brown. is not out of the ordinary for someone to get called out for something. Yeah. That that class is awesome. I love that yeah, class. Yeah, I love that class. <laughs> All right. Well, Ben, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. Short short episode this week, but... Yeah, we got a chat event to go to. We do. Andy Brown is having a symposium on the Triumph Broadcasting Network, and Drew and I felt like we should be there because our faces are in the presentation. Yeah. <laughs> so. Might as well show up. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Big thank you to Ben coming in. As always, talk about softball. Always a good time. We will be ready for next week as hopefully we'll have games to talk about. We will see you. That is all to be determined. So for that, happy D3 week to everyone. Thank you to all the athletes for, for what you do. Good luck to all Thunder teams this week, and we will talk to you next week. This is Storm Center. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.